Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to the Strategic Insights Podcast brought to you by Strategic Enhancement Group. I'm Susan Hall, Vice President of Business Development and Performance Improvement. And today I'm joined by Tim Deitch, who is Senior Performance Consultant at Strategic Enhancement Group. Welcome, Tim. Thanks, Susan. It's great to be here. Well, and Tim, I'm really excited about our podcast today because the purpose of, of this podcast is to discuss what I believe might be the most single important communication skill to success in sales and in life. And I, I really don't think that that's hyperbole. Have you ever had this experience, I'm sure you have in your career, where you're meeting with a client for the very first time and you just connect? It just flows. You immediately have rapport. You're able to talk about personal things. You're able to talk about business issues and the conversation just flows. Has that ever happened? Oh, and I love it when it does. Right? Yes. <laughs> Not nearly enough, right? <laughs> That's right. That's right. So, you know, what's interesting is that the research tells us that, you know, by our, our natural communication styles, we connect with about 25% of our customers who have similar styles to our own. And we know, like you said, that when it happens, it's magic. Um, you gain access to information. You build trust more easily. Relationship tension is reduced. You know, we enjoy greater customer loyalty. All of the great things that happen to make us not only more successful in sales, but also enjoy the process. Right. So the question for today is, if, if we connect automatically with about 25% of our customers, what about the other 75%? And so, Tim, you know, have you yeah. ever experienced where no matter what you did, you just didn't connect with that customer that first time around? Yeah, there's yes, absolutely. No question. And I think anybody that's been in a sales uh, position uh, for any length of time uh, kind of understands those bookends, right? The, mm -hmm. the ones that they connect with right off the bat. And then the ones that you just sort of shake your head when you know, whether it's a phone call or certainly in person, you shake your head at when it's all done and you go, what, what, what just happened there? Right. You know, <laughs> or what, what didn't happen? Or what didn't, there? yeah. Or what could I have done about that? You know, all I know is we didn't connect. Right. Now right. And, yeah. yeah. And, and I think that the consequences of that are, you know, I think all of us have had that experience where you know, maybe we're surprised we're late in the proposal stage and there was a really important piece of information that we just, you know, we, we didn't get. And it's not because we didn't ask, but, you know, they just didn't share it with us. Or, you know, perhaps a, a customer's looking at their watch during a meeting or cutting short, you know, you get that sickening feeling in your stomach. Or, you know, I can't tell you how many times I've coached other salespeople and they tell me, well, you know what? This approach worked for this customer. I don't understand why right. it didn't work for this customer. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, if we go back to that 25% of the time where it does connect at first glance, you know, you think that it's just, you know, the, it's almost like you said, it's tough to put your finger on it. But research tells us that success in terms of connecting like this is actually due to a skill that we call versatility, which is your ability to make slight modifications in how you behave to make that other person more comfortable with your communication style for better results and also for better relationships. Right. And I think what's really cool, Tim, is that versatility is a skill that anyone can learn. All of us 
you know, have, have learned some level of versatility over time. It's called survival skills. But by putting a name on it and really unpacking and understanding the dynamics of versatility, you can improve your sales success by, I mean, we've, we've got studies and there have been studies outside of our organization that show up to 50% more effective right. effectiveness in sales. Right. And I think what's, um, you know, one of the, one of the um, definitions or, or illustrations I attach to uh, the term versatility is trying to differentiate it between uh, somebody who who fancies themselves a particularly tremendous salesperson, and they say, mm -hmm. "Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna step back and I'm gonna take this angle with them," or "I'm gonna you know that that last that last approach I had was didn't seem to uh, jive with them, so I'm gonna take a different approach." Right? Mm -hmm. One of the things I like about uh, where you what you're saying about versatility in that term is that it puts the onus on the salesperson to understand what would make and help that other person feel comfortable right, right. what's right. The, the in terms of the way i speak with them the way i communicate the way i send emails the way i mm -hmm. uh, I, I bring them information what does this person or how does this person consume information or a contact with me and how can i adjust my approach to help them feel comfortable so that we can have a basis uh, for potentially working together. I think that's a really important point. I, you know, it's not about manipulation. Uh, it's not right. about being something you're not. It's, it's really about making small modifications that all of us, you know, do at will anyway, right? right. But it's just becoming aware of what will make this particular customer more comfortable. Yes. Um, yep. In a way that respects their style. And, and so let's talk about that because the research shows that, that people are divided equal, about equally across four primary communication styles. And we call these four social styles driver, expressive, amiable, and analytical. And when a customer is easy to work with or we have that kind of magic connection, it's often, often, not always, but often because we share the same style. Sometimes when there's tensions, it's often because our styles are different or we're not being versatile. Right. So our experience, you know, in working with high performing sales companies is that versatility is the single most important way to enhance your communication skills. And I, I want to be clear about something in our podcast today. Tim, as you know, there's a whole body of work around versatility and we're not here to teach the program. We could talk about this for hours on end, yeah. but we do want to hit on a couple of quick bullet points and then leave our listeners with some very, very practical usable tips for interacting more effectively with all four of these styles. So does that sound okay to you? Absolutely. Yep. So there's, there's three steps in terms of versatility. And we're going to hit these really high. But the first is identify the style of the person, the customer that you're interacting with. The second is just to take a moment to reflect either before you meet with them, ideally, you know, while you're meeting with them after, you know, on the expectations that this style has of you. And then the third is to modify your behavior or, or use those very small adaptions that we're going to be talking about. So let's let's dive into the four different styles. Okay. Um, so the analytical style, 
This individual, and we, we've all met all four different styles, so you know this individual to be deliberate, thorough, logical in how they interact with us. They tend to rely on a structured approach for decision-making, and they like factual-based evidence. Mm -hmm. What else would you add to that, Tim, about the analytical? Well, you know, one of the things I, I do for any style is I go back to that number one that you mentioned, which is to identify their style, right? And so with, with analytical, uh, with, with a person who's analytical, I'm looking for clues to find out, well, how do they like to receive information? And so, uh, so one, one particular way that I know somebody who's analytical, who likes to be deliberate and logical and often thinks in terms of process, I'm very um, <clears throat> mindful of sending them a detailed agenda in advance. Mm -hmm. Even even if I, you know, so if I know we have a conversation coming up next week, I, I will look to send them an agenda that clarifies what we're trying to accomplish in this call, how we'll accomplish this call, and maybe especially again, because they like to consume information, I'll send a few side items that relate to the conversation we're going to have so that they can, <clears throat> excuse me, so that they can dig in a little bit because mm -hmm. that's something they want to do normally. So <clears throat> that's one way I take, uh, yeah. I approach that. Yeah. And absolutely, and, and I want to get into more kind of tips and how we deal with this when we talk about modifying. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that's a that's a great one, Tim. And we're we're gonna we're gonna share a few more, but one is send in information in advance because analyticals like to to process and think before they speak, which is right. you know kind of an anomaly to some styles. Yes. <laughs> so they so they definitely like to process. So so let's just then talk about some of the, the specific characteristics of the amiable style. Okay. Um, and then we'll, 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 we'll go into some of these more specifics. But my experience with amiable people is they're warm, they're friendly, they're supportive. They tend to value cooperation and harmony. Yes. Um, anything you would add to that? Um, I, I, would, I would say that consensus is very important to them. Uh, knowing that others have input on if you know if we begin to move towards a decision-making path, uh, these are people that are going to be very conscious of whether um, you know in their term every has everybody had a chance to weigh in. Right. Or, I'm going to need to bounce this idea off of so and so and so and so and so and so. Right. The amiable is more likely to want to be bouncing it off of a number of people. Why? because they would like to have everybody involved in it. And they yeah. want to make sure everybody's comfortable how things might progress. And I find that with amiables and analyticals, their pace to some styles can seem a little bit more, um, uh, what's the word, moderated, uh, deliberate, because both the analytical and the amiable style are thinking before they're speaking. Yeah. And they tend to assert themselves. They tend to want to, you know, influence others in in kind of a gentle way. You know, are you sure you want to wear those shoes this morning? Sorry, that was my husband the other day when we were going to New York and he knew I was going to be walking <laughs> for 15 miles. And do you really want to wear those cute high heel shoes? Right. Um, whereas some styles, the expressive and the driver styles tend to be more tell. 
you're crazy for wearing those shoes to New York. So, so let's let that shift us to the expressive style. These individuals tend to make a lot of statements versus influencing through asking questions. They're a little bit more forceful. Mm -hmm. They're enthusiastic. They're inspiring. These are people people. So they're open about sharing their feelings and they tend to be big picture thinkers. Don't drown them in details. Mm -hmm. What else would you add to the expressive style? Well, you know, this is a person who is going to be thinking out loud, right? Yes. And, um, and for some salespeople, and I'll be one of them, this is the type of person who's a lot like me. And, and so I'm, all, I'm very quick now to recognize when I'm chatting with someone who likes to think out loud, who, who tells you a story as mm -hmm. a way to explain mm -hmm. uh, something, or when you might say, you know, hey, you know, you know um, what's a particular need you have in your organization or a particular thing you're thinking about? Well, this is the type of person who will answer that thoroughly. Yes. Because they're very comfortable with uh, sharing what they've been thinking. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. In, in fact, they, they tend to be very animated and get passionate about right. what they're thinking to the degree that sometimes the other styles, you know, you know, can express, wow, it's like watching fireworks go off, you know, right. listening to this expressive talk. And, you know, they've just rattled off 14 different things. Does that mean we actually have to follow through on those 14 different things? <laughs> so, right. you know, kind of a frightening thought. Right. Um, but again, people, people, um, you know, definitely animated, high energy, enthusiastic. Yep. So the fourth style then, we've talked about analytical, amiable, expressive. The fourth style is driver. And drivers like expressives also tend to tell. They, they tend to make more forceful declarative statements, have, have a, a higher level of energy behind their communication. Um, but they are different in that they, they tend to be much more concise clear, results-oriented, bullet points, bottom line, give me the give me the briefing, give me the cliff notes, executive summary. Um, what else would you add about the driver style? Well, I, I, I would add, and it's a great juxtaposition to the expressive type, the talker, is um, mm -hmm. the driver wants to get right to it. So right. they're prone to, when, when you're when you're having a conversation, again, phone or in person, it doesn't matter. They are business first, small talk at the end. Yeah. And, and so that's, a, that's a, a, a very easy indicator for me uh, is someone who, who is going to say, okay, what are, we gonna, what are we here to do? Or let's get down to it. All right, what do you need? You know, and, and, and it's actually spoken oftentimes very quickly, just like that. And, uh, and so it's task first. Exactly. Yeah. Task first. And then they can kick back once the task tension has been reduced. They can kind of kick back and talk about, hey, how was your weekend? Or what did right. you think of the game? Um, but they expect others to focus on results and focus on task first as well. Absolutely. And even then, even then with a driver, I, I, even when there is some level of small talk at the end, even that is accomplished fairly quickly. This is <laughs> not generally somebody who's going to be effusive and, and overly overly expressive about things this is gonna yeah. you know even your small talk will be concise exactly yeah so these are the four styles we've described them again at just an incredibly high level yeah. but the idea is once you've identified the style of your customer take a few moments and reflect on what will help that person 
be more comfortable? And how do you need to adapt or modify your behavior? Right. Yeah, Susan, I wanted to mention something about the word reflect. Um, it's something I always think about as a person who does sell a lot, but it was also I'm very much a people person. Um, here's the way I look at it from basic sales, and that is um, reflection is another word for plan. Mm -hmm. You know, right. now that I, I know my client, I know my prospect, uh, we've had a chance to connect with each other. Part of my planning for this next moment with them is to make sure that I'm communicating with them in a way that's most comfortable, right? So it's kind of obvious, but it's just this little nuance I put. Take the time to plan how you'll communicate with them, not just how you'll position a product or uh, some, some, you know, some really strong discovery question. This is about how you will interact with them in a way that's comfortable with them. Are you saying, Tim, that sometimes salespeople don't plan? It's been my observation, yes. <laughs> or it's, or more specifically, this is about what are you planning for? Right, and right. in this case, what we're saying is plan to help them be as comfortable as possible. That's that's that's, that's a great point. So just just as is important to, you know, whatever you normally do to plan, whether it's complete your planner, you know, take some quiet time with your 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 notes and your pad of paper to you know come up with your 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 uh, purpose and your process for your meeting. Build thinking about style into your planning process as well. Right, right. And I want I want to offer one example. We're about to move towards versatility, right? And and how do we? What's a strategy for this? I want to mention something. I was with a client the other day who. Um, who, um, you know, she's very much a people person. She's on the expressive side of things. And she was, she's going to go visit a driver. And she's saying, it always makes me so nervous that they always, they, they don't want to ask how you're doing. They just want to get right down to business. And what mm -hmm. I said to her was, okay, then just plan to do that. You know, don't <laughs> fight it. What a right? concept. Don't, what a concept. Don't fight it. Just go and say, I, I, are we ready? Like, would you like to go ahead and get started? Yeah. Right. And then once you you reflect, you know, let's 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 focus the rest of our time together here today on modifying, and that's taking action. Those small things you can do to respect and communicate more effectively with the different diverse styles. And and again, this isn't changing who you are. I mean, it could be as simple as slowing your pace down, picking your pace up, you know, using right. more or, or fewer facial expressions, you know, inviting somebody to share their opinion first before launching right into a diatribe. Right. So, so let's discuss, you know, first of all, drivers, like we'll kind of okay. start from the back and work our, our way, way forwards again. Drivers want to get to the point more quickly. And so I found, you know, when working with drivers, always, always respect their time. You know, yes. if they give you 30 minutes when you, you know, you check in with them regarding the purpose of your meeting and what you're here to accomplish, double check that that's on track. Do we still have 30 minutes and respect that? Yes. What else do you do in terms of when you're, when you're selling and communicating with drivers? Um, one of the things I'm very mindful of when it comes to drivers, so there's the use of time, that is mm -hmm. one thing, but it's also what was the quality of that time? 
And you, you know, it's a, it's a uh, it's a question I can ask any particular style, but for this style, it's especially meaningful to them. And that is, uh, uh, has this have I met your needs today? Or mm -hmm. has, have we covered what we needed to cover in this, you know, at this point in this call? Did we cover what we need? Uh, is there something specific you want to make sure that I cover next time we chat? Right? Mm -hmm. Because it allows it allows them to um, to to verbalize a qualitative assessment of of the session we just had. You yeah. Know? yeah. And um, and we get to the point it allows it to be succinct. But um, I've always found that a driver will respect when you ask them, did this call work for you? Mm -hmm. did this, was this a good use of your time? Yeah, that's a great, that's a great point and a great, yeah. great way to ask that question. I also find that drivers like to, they're willing to take risks, right? As long as there's, there's a good probability um, based on evidence Mm -hmm. that the risk will be rewarded. So so factual-based evidence is important yes. to, to drivers. And when you're advocating or recommending solutions, you know, make sure you've got your, your evidence and your results information with you. And also give them options. I, I find that with the driver style, they like to have control and they can certainly be persuaded, again, with facts and evidence, but they like to have options. Yes. So that's an, another way that I think can be effective in terms of advocating or selling yep. when it Absolutely. comes to drivers. Yep. Um, so we, again, we could, we could talk for hours on this, but let's, uh, let's mm -hmm. move on to the ex expressive style then, mm -hmm. um, since we're working backwards here from, from how we introduce the styles. You know, expressives love to brainstorm. You've already mentioned, Tim, that they that they think out loud. Yes. Um, they're very comfortable with that. They're comfortable sharing what they're thinking. They tend to use, you know, facial gestures and animation. They want people to be, you know, inspired by what they're discussing. What else would you add in terms of selling to the expressive style? Well, I think when with, with the expressives, it's again, it's a variation on the driver, which might to some seem subtle, but to me, it's really significant is with the expressive, I think you want to set the tone of the or set the topic of the conversation very early on. And so something I like to do for somebody who I know likes to think out loud, I'll ask them, okay, you know, before we get started, what do we want to make sure we accomplish in our conversation today? Right, because I know the conversation is likely going to go in different directions and maybe take a tangent or two, but by establishing right off the bat, what are we trying to accomplish? What would we know would move the needle today? Uh, that helps an expressive be, it helps give me permission actually to pull an expressive back to the topic uh, mm -hmm. as needed. Right. Right, which you may have to do sometimes. They can Absolutely. go off on tangents and talk in circles, that's for yeah. sure. Yes. You know, I found with expressives, make it easy for them. You know, don't, you know, as a salesperson, if you can, if they need to be communicating to their team, draft that email for them, send it to them in advance. You know, do as much of the little detail network as you can um, to, to make it easy for them, save them effort. 
Yes. I think that's really important to right. to an expressive. Yes, I've had a that's a great one. I've had a number of cases where, yeah, it's almost the more you have a talker, the more the more they value when you can put things in writing for them, and especially like those communication emails where you say, "Look, can I? You want me to just go ahead and give that first mm -hmm. draft a shot?" And they love you for it. Absolutely, because they're they're, they're and they'll prone. tell you that they love you for it. That's right. They'll actually you'll actually know that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think when advocating to expressives too, uh, testimonials, you know, um, they they're these are people people. So hearing what other people, what other companies are doing, right, are more important to them as composed to a driver and analytical where it's not so much people evidence; it's more about factual results based evidence. Right. Right. So very good. Let's move to amiable then. When you think about yes. amiables, Tim, who were, or, or my experience has been that, as you had already mentioned, they tend to be more comfortable involving others in the decision-making process. So, you know, I found that sometimes bringing a team together, you know, and, and facilitating as a salesperson, facilitating the discussion among the team so that they can, the amiable client can hear how everybody else weighs in, even come to some sort of a consensus. You know, even though that may seem like more work for some styles up front, it's actually a much more efficient and overall effective process for that client. Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, if, um, if you are working with an amiable and, and your sales process sort of calls for a, a group discussion, a conference call right. and so forth, um, the amiable very much appreciates even if you take the lead on that conference call or you help orchestrate, well, what's the agenda look like for that conference call? Because the, the a person who's amiable is, is very thoughtful about anyone who would be involved in the process and wants to make sure that they're comfortable and it's, and it's working together. So, so, so the ability to help them ensure that the process is moving along comfortably for everybody, they value that. You. Yes. Yes. Good yeah. point. The other thing I I, uh, I would say about amiable is that small talk upfront is the rule, right? right? Whereas with the driver, small talk afterwards is the pattern, is the is the path. Uh, amiables really do uh, really are are uh, they're very happy if you actually ask them how's work today, you know, yes. or how's your day going. And we start with that and they actually they'll that they value that and they'll 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 say, well, you took you take the time to check in on me. Right. And that, that makes me comfortable. And so that makes it more likely that we, I'm going to now invest my thought into your what, what the reason you're calling. Right. And expresses and amiable being people, people get the work done through and with people that's first and foremost most mm -hmm. so you know there has to be a level of trust regarding you know each style and what it takes to gain trust looks a little bit different with each style right. but to your point tim with the people people expresses and amiables part of that is taking the time to get to know each other personally yes um, not at nauseum again not not stretching yourself outside of who you would normally be but just you know taking a breath and having that conversation so that they're more comfortable and you're more comfortable proceeding to task issue. Right. I think that, that again, amiables and to your point, some, some expressives, they're the group that when you ask them, how are you, 
they they value that you actually listened to their answer. Right. Right. And so a way that you show that you value how they're doing is you ask them a follow up. You know, yeah. if they say, oh, I'm OK, you know, and then then you say, well, that that didn't okay, sound sincere. That didn't sound sincere. <laughs> oh, it didn't sound convincing. You sure? Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's just a note. Just it, it doesn't have to be an elongated conversation, but just a note that says, well, I hope everything goes well today or something that acknowledges that. Very right. important. Right. Yep. Very good. Well, then our, our final style is analytical. Um, and, and one of the things, and you've already mentioned this, Tim, uh, for me, because analytical is, is not my style, my, my natural communication style. So, mm -hmm. I, you know, I really have to think about in advance, you know, always, you know, what's the purpose, what's the process, the payoff for this meeting. Yes. But then I send that to the analytical client. I think, it, first of all, different, different podcast here. I think it's a good idea to send that to every client before a call to make sure, sure the time is effective for them, especially with analyticals. And then you want to, to make sure that any kind of documentation that will be important for them to know or understand, send it well in advance right. um, because you will find that they actually read it. You know, not, not like sometimes your drivers and expressives that maybe glance at it, you know, as they're, they're waiting for the rest of the, people in the meeting to come in. But the analyticals will not only read it, they'll process it. And I found that, find that if you give an analytical a question or a problem and time, you will get the best, most thorough, well thought out, accurate response that you could hope for. Yes, yeah, I agree. Yeah, when I think of analyticals in terms of the back and forth communication, I do think in terms of bullets, you know, they, they appreciate sending emails uh, or receiving emails that um, chunk the information you're, you're uh, sending to them. So, so bullets are helpful. That timeliness, as you say, of sharing agendas or sharing information in general. I'm very um, cautious when somebody asks, you know, hey, can you send me some background on that session or that mm -hmm. idea? Can you send me background? I'm cautious about, well, what what does each style mean when they say background? This much I know with analyticals, they're okay if you send them um, uh, 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 some depth, right? Yes. Um, yeah. And uh, whereas others, I, I'm not sure with any of the others that I would uh, send them a lot of background. I might send a page or two and then there you go and I'm happy to add to it. Analyticals, I know I can send what, whatever the situation is, I can send them four, six pages of background. And, uh, and generally, from most cases, they will appreciate that you um, that you send them some depth. Right. But you you hit such a critical point, Tim, and I think this goes for all of the styles, not just analyticals. And that is ask, what do you mean by background? Right. Because my, you know, the mistake that I've made when working with analyticals is assuming that they just want lots and lots of data. And that's not right. I mean, what they want is the right data. What they want is the data that they need to make a good decision. So before yes. you go spinning your wheels, putting all of this together, you know, always clarify, you know, what do you mean by that? Same with yes. proposals. Can you send me a proposal? Absolutely. Now, what what do you envision when you say proposal? Are you talking, you know, what what components of that are important for you to see other than the usual, you know, um, 
results process price. Right. And let them tell you, you know, are you are you looking for the 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 60 page proposal? Are you looking for the two page proposal? Just clarify that um, in terms of deliverables again so that you can modify and meet the the comfort level of the style of the person you're dealing with right right so we could go on i know both you and i are very passionate about this topic tim and i and we could certainly go on for hours and and our, our listeners um we would love to hear your experiences with style and are certainly happy to talk with you about this further as well a um, couple of, of closing thoughts I wanted to leave you with. One is that versatility is not only a proven skill for selling success, but it's also a life skill. Because whether you're working with a customer, a colleague, your boss, your spouse, your kids, we all have our own comfort level and our communication That's styles. Right. So I really do believe that uh, the world would be a better place if all of us were, were more versatile. And, and also that these are guidelines, not absolutes. Every person is unique. Every customer is unique. Every situation is unique. And we've all had times when we've worked with the expressive and bam, they're just in task mode because they need to be in task mode. Or, you know, the driver kicks back and, you know, wants to hear about your day. So... So take your cues from the person that you're interacting with, you know, at, at that particular time and situation yeah. and, uh, and use your powers for good. Yes. Yeah. Well, the, 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 the final thing I'll offer um, when it comes to styles, and it's one of the reasons, like you said, it's a life skill, um, is that um, uh, I, I've, I've been with Strategic Enhancement Group for 10 years. Um, the social styles uh, framework is the only, and the class itself is the only class that where I have uh, received comments from people who took it 20 years ago, who said that was the best course I've ever taken. Yeah. Right. And they say, and when I, the easy question back is, well, why do you say that? And it is because I use it professionally. It's very easy to use. I understand what it means. I can apply it in all cases and I use it personally. It's helped me at work and at home. Yeah. Yep. Pretty compelling. Yep. Well, thank you, Tim. Appreciate your time and insight. Thank you listeners for listening. You know, as always, we love to hear from you. If you want to learn more about social styles, please don't hesitate to contact us or visit our website at strategicenhancement.com.